In this episode of the show, I want to give you some tips on how to get the cleanest audio possible into your audio interface and ultimately into your DAW. That's coming up on Home Music Studio One. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. You are listening to the Home Music Studio One podcast. You might also be watching the video as well. You can also find us online at homemusicstudioone.com. This is the place where you can learn to produce professional audio and you can do that even on a very limited budget. My name is David Maxey. Welcome back to the show. Uh, well, today I want to actually answer a question uh, that has actually come up multiple times, but the most recent uh, was from Mark Fordham. And Mark, I'm sorry if I'm getting your last name wrong, but Mark has been a member of <clears throat> Excuse me. Mark has been a member of the Dynamic Range Compression Course, uh, as well as the exclusive Facebook membership group that came with that course for quite some time now. And uh, Mark does uh, a lot of different things in regarding to uh, his recording studio and, and his home setup as well. Uh, but one of the things that he does a lot of is, is voiceovers. And uh, Mark had a real question about how uh, he could use the gear that he has in order to record a clean signal. He was having some very frustrating issues dealing with background noise. And so, Mark, uh, I had some thoughts for you, and uh, I just thought it'd be easier to throw this in a new episode of the show so that others could benefit as well. So, Really what I want to answer then today is the question of how can I get the cleanest audio possible going into my DAW. And the, this really gets into the formal question that we would talk about is what we would call gain staging. Uh, in other words, our volumes or our input gains as well as our output gains, uh, making sure that we've got our signals set right. And in this case, input gain staging, everything that we're doing on the recording chain, I want to talk about how you can use the gear that you have, and I'm going to show you a tip in order to assess how you can get the cleanest signal possible with what you already have. Let me say two things first off. Uh, number one, I did a post not too long ago dealing with setting proper recording levels, and I threw out two numbers uh, to you. The, the numbers were negative 12 uh, up to negative 6, and the gist of that is what I had said is typically I don't allow my audio to peak above negative 12 to negative negative six, and, uh, and typically that's kind of my target range. Uh, but I want to qualify that just a little bit because hopefully you've learned by now that when it comes to home recording, there are very few hard and fast rules. Uh, the reality of the negative 12 to negative 6 is not the constant. It's not the RMS. It's not where my audio constantly peaks in many cases. It's just kind of a general target rule, and it all depends on the source. It depends on what I'm doing, and it also has a lot to do with the quality of your gear. In your case, negative six of a peak might be introducing a lot more background noise uh, or noise floor than is necessary. Uh, negative 12 peaks uh, may even do the same thing. You might even be able to get by with a, a little less input gain. And so here's another way that I want you to look at setting the input gain because there's such a, a vast differences in the quality of different audio interfaces. Think about this. You only need as much gain as is possible possible to get a clean input signal. The more gain you introduce into your input, uh, chances are the higher the noise level compared to your source level is going to be. And so you want as little gain as possible to get the job done. Now the second thing I want to say 
is that one of the reasons I very much love what I've got here is my Scarlet 2i2. One of the reasons I love the Focusrite interfaces is the quality of their products. Uh, and this interface here, I think I bought for like 150 bucks. Uh, they now have the, the 2i4, which adds MIDI and a few other cool bells and whistles. And I think it's still under $200. Great audio interfaces for that kind of money. You can get a very professional result uh, if you learn how to properly set your input gain uh, and, and just some other things which I'm going to show you how to do here in a minute. But even with what I consider to be a high quality audio interface, every piece of equipment that you would add into your recording signal is altering the sound, is adding something in some way or form. Now, uh, maybe you're using a, a decent preamp and you're adding something to that to that signal into the recording chain. Uh, many times what you're adding is, is a greater benefit than what you're losing. And that could be the case depending on your setup. However, uh, lower quality audio interfaces may be introducing more noise than is beneficial or maybe even adding a lower quality preamp that's an external preamp from your audio interface. You might be thinking, well, I can't get a great sound unless I you know, just add an external preamp. That may not be the case. It's possible that you're introducing more noise than is uh, helpful to uh, create a professional signal, professional recording. Maybe you've got a, a preamp and an audio interface and they're all built into one unit. Well, what I'm gonna show you is gonna, is gonna help you determine where uh, the optimal spot to set your input gain is going to be. And then you may have to fine tune a little bit from there depending on your source. But I want you to understand that the more gain you have, the more noise floor you're going to introduce into your signal. So if you can keep that gain as low as possible to still get 50, 60% of an of a input signal of your source, then you're going to be in good shape. And it's less about the numbers because the source material matters. If you got a real loud snare drum, uh, you can get a lot of loud source material over a noise floor and you don't necessarily even need to peak anywhere near negative six, negative 12, even slightly less is plenty. Um, if you've got maybe a vocal that's not quite as, as, uh, as hard, you're going to need to adjust that a little bit. But what really matters is, is this war between the noise floor and the noise that's being introduced by your audio interface, your preamp, whatever gear is in your recording chain compared to that actual source signal. So let me do this so that we you get an indication you can see exactly what I'm referring to. Um, I consider the 2i2 to be an excellent audio interface, as I said. And so with that in mind, I've got a, a session of Reaper open. You can do this demonstration in, uh, in any DAW but I'm going to do it here in Reaper. And uh, I've got a track armed here, and uh, I've got my input signal set to mono input one. So uh, I'm going to demonstrate just channel one on the 2i2. And uh, from there, I've got, to, if I right click on this, I'm going to click monitor input just for a moment here. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear a little bit of what's going on. But I'm going to record an input signal. And as we do, all I'm going to do with no microphone plugged into this channel is I'm going to slowly increase the gain from zero all the way to max and then I'm going to back that down a little bit and then I want you to listen to what we've recorded because what you're going to hear is essentially the noise floor at the different levels of your input gain. So let's go ahead and hit record. Again, I'm going to slowly bring the signal up and then slowly back it back down and then let's talk about what we hear.
Okay, I know that moment of silence was was deafening. Uh, hopefully, but you were able to hear a little bit in there. But so, um, actually, that track did not record, did it? Must have just hit play. Yep, I did. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, and and try that again because uh, that would make a lot more sense, wouldn't it? Uh, here we go. One more time. Hit record. Okay, and I'll go ahead and save this file. Now, if you initially look at this file, you're not gonna see visibly at this stage, unless I increase the gain, it appears as though there's there's very little happening. Uh, if we play a section of it somewhere over in here, and let me do this, I'm gonna turn off the monitor input and the record arm. Uh, if we play this, we might be able to hear a little bit of that background noise. Okay, and what I want you to listen for, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna boost up the signal just a little bit. Uh, you're going to hear essentially in the, the Focusrite 2i2, the preamp gain input has uh, three levels of gain staging essentially that you can hear. And uh, the first one is going to be represented in a little bit less uh, noise floor. And then you're going to hear that noise floor gradually increase, and then it's going to drastically increase. They represent the three stages of the noise floor. So I'm going to bring the, the fader up here uh, to plus, uh, well, let's let's try about uh, plus four here, just so we can hear that. Now, this is exaggerated a little bit, but I want you to hear what is being introduced into the signal at different input gain adjustments. That's stage one, almost quiet. Here's stage two and stage three. Stage two again, back down to one. Let's do the same thing, but let me crank this all the way up to, uh, to plus 12. Here we go. Stage one. Here's two kicking in. There's three. Okay, so can you imagine if you had that cranked all the way up on your input signal to the third stage of your preamp? That noise right there is what you would be adding along with whatever your actual input signal was, your source signal. And so this is why proper gain staging is important. Because if, if you don't need that much gain, then you're going to save yourself a lot of headache by not introducing that much gain. Because when you do, you're introducing more noise signal. If I do this, just exaggerate this one more time. I'm going to I double click down that wave file and I clicked on normalize. And uh, what that did is uh, it looked at the loudest point in this wave and it adjusted the gain by processing the file so that the loudest peak is hitting right at negative zero or at zero dB without clipping. And I'm gonna click apply. Uh, obviously this is extremely exaggerated, but I want you to, right there, sorry about that, I scrubbed that track a little bit. Uh, but you can hear right now the, the, the difference, you can see now if you're watching the video, the difference in the gain stage. Uh, this area right in here is the initial gain stage. Uh, chances are this little notch right here is just from uh, turning the actual pot itself, maybe uh, me making a little noise while I'm doing that. But you can see right here uh, the stage one, and then in this area right here it starts to increase, and then we've got this massive increase in stage three. 
And if at all possible, you want to do everything that you can to keep your signal uh, in stage one is best if your source is loud enough. And then uh, I personally never ever use the third stage of my uh, Scarlett 2i2. And I try and stay as far uh, into stage one as possible. And, and only if I need and absolutely need do I begin to push it beyond that. So the question is, how loud is that going to be on my audio interface? Uh, well, if you do the same test in your audio interface, you're going to see at what level you begin to introduce noise. And so, Mark, I'm not sure exactly what your scenario is, depending on the gear that you have, but if you do this test, you're going to be able to see exactly at what point your gain input is and, and at what point the, the background hiss you're hearing. Uh, if you don't plug any mic in, you're going to be able to determine is it your audio interface or your, your preamp that is causing that. And if they're one in the same, you mentioned using, I believe, a Behringer unit, uh, which, by the way, I'm not knocking Behringer, but I'm not a huge fan of Behringer. Uh, very affordable, but I've just not had great experience with them. But the bottom line is uh, if it's an all-in-one unit, you're going to be able to hear exactly where your input gain is introducing uh, maybe what could be causing your issue as far as the background noise. Now, the, the second question is, okay, if this is what's going on, um, how how hot is too hot? Then how, how, how much signal do I really need in order to get a clean sound? As I mentioned, input gain is about only getting enough to get a clean source signal. You don't need more. It's not about the days of analog. Uh, and, and let me say it like this. Never, never, never. If you don't, if you don't learn anything from me, when you record a source, this one thing, this is a golden rule. Uh, never, 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 never push your audio on a digital meter as loud as you possibly can before clipping on your recording side. Don't adjust your input signal as loud as it can go without clipping. Why? Because you are introducing more noise floor then you are source signal that is, is going to not give you a professional signal, okay? It's not going to give you uh, a professional option. Now, what if you need that much gain? Something else needs adjusted. Something else is wrong. Maybe your your room uh, needs, uh, you know, some treatment so that you can uh, get the mic uh, a little further away without introducing more noise, okay? Uh, maybe uh, you need to move the mic a little bit closer to whatever your source is. And in, in this case, it is still very possible uh, to, to make some other adjustments in some other areas, but you do not want to have the mindset of, well, every time I adjust my input signal, I need it as loud as I can possibly go without clipping. That's the wrong way to go about it. You actually need it as, as your gain input. You need that as quiet as you can possibly get it and still be a clean signal to deal with. Uh, 50 to 60% volume on your source in many cases is plenty. And that may hit negative 12, it may not, but it's going to depend on your source. And you can do this exact uh, tip that I just showed you. You can do this exact uh, trial and test to see uh, how your gear is, is introducing noise. And you can find out exactly where the optimal place is going to be. So let's do one more thing. I'm going to go ahead and delete this file. I'm going to arm my track one more time. I'm going to turn my gain down, and I'm going to plug in just my Sure 58 into the same channel. I've got a 58 here next to me uh, on a stand. And I'm just going to plug it directly into the audio interface. Uh, I don't have any phantom power. It's just a 58. 
We've got the gain down. And here's what I'm going to do. I know just from using this unit that somewhere around uh, halfway tends to be uh, the area that's sort of somewhat of the sweet spot around halfway on there begins to uh, to just kind of kick in in the medium spot of level two on that preamp. And so depending on the source, I'm just going to talk into the 58. And there's obviously going to be a difference in quality from the mic I'm using here to the 58. But I'm going to talk into it uh, just as I am now. And I'm going to adjust the gain to be just a little more than 50%. And then we're going to listen to what kind of noise is happening in the channel. Now, obviously, the mic itself, as well as the cable that I'm using, I've, I've just introduced two other things, the capsule, the wiring in the mic, uh, as well as the, the microphone cable. Now I'm going to introduce more additional noise. And that that's just the, the way it is uh, and obviously more uh, depending on the mic and the gear that you're using uh, you know in, in this case we, we need to capture our signal so it's a trade-off uh, but let's hear what we're gonna get so I'm gonna move this mic here actually I'll just move over to the 58 I'll adjust the noise uh, to roughly about my, my gain to roughly about a 50 to 60 percent peak and then we'll record it and we'll take a close listen to to what kind of quality we can get at that So you're hearing now the input of the 58. I'm about, oh, I don't know, three inches off of it. Go ahead and adjust this. This is halfway right now on the microphone. Uh, just a little less than that. So if I'm just talking into the microphone, uh, you can see that I'm not even really peaking at 50%. So if I push this just a little bit more, uh, it's all going to depend on the source signal. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn off the monitoring option, monitoring input. Uh, and once I turn that off, I'm just going to hit record and we're going to listen to exactly what happens. Okay, so right now I am recording with just the Shure 58. Uh, and if I just talk kind of normally like I would uh, in my typical podcast, for the most part, uh, my maximum peaks are hitting somewhere about 50%. And uh, that is actually somewhere I'm just starting to get a little bit of a level signal uh, on the halo meter on the 2i2. And it might even be just a little bit quiet, but this is a, a demonstration. Let's hear the difference in this sound right here. Okay, so that level was at, at halfway on my, my meter there. Now you'll see this is typically uh, a little quieter than I would normally record, but let's listen. Listen to the signal here of just the 50. Uh, and if I just talk kind of normally like I would uh, in my typical podcast, for the most part, uh, my maximum peaks are hitting somewhere about 50%. And uh, that is actually somewhere I, I'm just starting to get a little bit of a level signal uh, on the halo meter. Okay, let me try the test one more time, and I'm going to push maybe another maybe another 10% on the signal there. We're going to push it just a little bit so that it's regularly going above that 50% uh, rather than just being a little bit low. Uh, and so I'll delete this wave, and we'll do one more test because I want you to hear that that right there is not, you know, it's still relatively clean, but I think we could use a little more input signal. So let's make that adjustment, and we'll do this one more time. Let me delete this wave. Now I'm gonna switch back over to the 58 and hit record. And I'm gonna push the signal to about another 10, 15%. We'll see what we have. Okay, I'm back on the 58. 
And right here, uh, I've got it adjusted to where I'm, I'm hitting just a little more than 50% on a consistent basis, somewhere about that 50 to 60%. And this is probably maybe on the low side of what you could record, but the point of this demonstration is how clean of a signal can you get even at low levels. So let's go ahead and, and play back uh, this signal here. Okay, uh, you may not be able to hear me record that, but here's the, the signal that I just recorded through the 58. Back on the 58, and right here, uh, I've got it adjusted to where I'm, I'm hitting just a little more than 50% on a consistent basis, somewhere about that 50 to 60%, and this is probably maybe on the low side of what you could record, but the point of this demonstration is how clean of a signal can you get even at low levels. Okay, what if I boosted that signal up a little bit here on the channel? How much do we have to work with? Let's play a little portion of it now. Again, this is the track from the 58 I just recorded. And right here, uh, I've got it adjusted to where I'm, I'm hitting just a little more than 50% on a consistent basis, somewhere about that 50 to 60%. And this is probably maybe on the low side of what you could record, but the point of this demonstration is how clean of a signal can you get even at low levels? Okay, uh, now the truth of the matter is, if I were doing a voiceover in this project, I would be mastering this, I'd be doing several different things to this project here, and I'm gonna show you one thing that I would do to clean this audio up. But honestly, um, it would be nice to have a little bit more signal here, but I can work with this, I can get a clean signal, and I'm gonna show you one little trick with noise reduction in Reaper, but let's, let's do this first. If I double click this file, and click on normalize, uh, it would want to look at the highest peak and it would bring that up to plus 20. Now, I don't necessarily always recommend to use the normalize function because it is processing your file, but for the sake of this demonstration, I'm gonna back this down just a little bit here and let's do the maximum option that it'll let me do manually to plus 12 and we'll process our file there. So what this is doing, it's gonna look at that loudest peak in this wave file and it's gonna adjust the wave file to where that peaks at at plus 12 dB. Well, it's, it's actually adding another plus 12 dB to it is what it's doing. Okay, so uh, here we go. Clicked OK. Now, here's our signal. Let's listen to this again with our, our fader at zero. Uh, I've got it adjusted to where I'm, I'm hitting just a little more than 50% on a consistent basis, somewhere about that 50 to 60%. And this is probably maybe on the low side of what you could record, but the Okay, now ignoring the pops and the things like that, I didn't have a pop filter or anything on there. That right there is an audio signal that is plenty to work with. Let's listen to what is happening in the noise floor right here. I'm gonna highlight a spot right here and uh, let's just do a little bit of a looping here so that hopefully you can hear this. This is an in-between spot where uh, hopefully I was just uh, not talking and not bumping a microphone. Let's hear this. Okay, that would be a breath there. Let's see if we can find another spot over here. Okay, so this right here represents the noise floor because I, I, all I've done is I've selected a portion of the audio where I'm not talking and hopefully not making noises bumping in the microphone and I'm just looping that. So what you're hearing is essentially just the noise floor. And I think there is a little bit of bumping in there, uh, me moving the microphone. Let's hear this spot here. Okay, and then I'm going to crank that up so you can hear it a little bit better. Okay, so that noise is underneath the Shure 58 when I click over here. Right here, uh, I've got it. Obviously, I had that 
cranking up there. Uh, so that is that is our background noise. Here's one simple trick, and then I want you to go ahead and try this in your own DAW, and I'd love to hear what you, uh, what you think and what you come up with. Uh, but here's one simple thing that you can do now if you were going to clean that audio up and actually try and make that usable. Uh, in Reaper, I'm going to go ahead and click on this, and I'm going to use uh, under this uh, under the Kaku's uh, plugins here, I'm going to look at Refer. And we're going to do a little bit of noise reduction. And here's what I've done. I've selected this noise area right here, okay? And within that noise area, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this program now, take that noise out. Do everything you can to filter that noise area out. But for the most part, leave my source signal untouched. Uh, I'm going to go here under the mode. I'm going to select on subtract because I want it to subtract this signal. And I'm going to make sure that I'm selected over here. And here's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to select automatically build noise, noise profile. And when I kick play, click play, what Reaper is going to do with the Refer plugin, it is going to listen to this area, which is essentially just the noise floor, and it is going to begin to draw an EQ profile of exactly what uh, you know what that looks like of just the noise floor. It's going to be relatively accurate, and so uh, and you'll hear it as it draws it. It's beginning to notch that noise floor out, and then we'll make one more adjustment. So I'm going to hit play. Now I hit stop and I'm going to unclick automatically build noise floor. Now you'll see this little graph over here. This is the area that that hiss was represented in. Now if I hold the control key on Windows uh, and I then click on this graph, I can lift this up or down and this represents the noise floor. So now if I lift this up, it's going to remove more of that noise floor. If I push it down, it's going to remove less of it. I'm going to leave it right about there. I'm going to go back to my audio over here and I'm going to play a portion of it. I'm going to raise this up until I start to hear uh, the signal source be affected. And then once that happens, I'm going to bring it back down. And right here, uh, I've got it adjusted to where... I'm, I'm hitting just a little more than 50% on a consistent basis, somewhere about that 50 to 60%. And this is probably maybe on the low side of what you could record, but the point of this, the low side of what you could record, but the point of this demonstration is how clean of a signal can you get? Okay. Uh, that is not too bad. I mean, I would spend a little more time with that. I was working with it, but do you hear the difference of what we've done? If I click over here and just play a little more of it, I'm going to turn the noise reduction on and off. 58. And right here, uh, I've got it adjusted to where I'm, I'm, okay, I'm back on the 58. Let's go ahead and do this so you can hear a little bit more of it. Here's our noise floor over here with, uh, the noise reduction on. I'll loop this and then I'm going to turn it off. I turn it off on again now that thump in there is me moving the microphone cable but do you hear the difference in the cleanness in our audio now if we just listen to a portion of our louder spot here here's what we have with our noise reduction okay I'm back on the 58 and right here uh, I've got it adjusted to where I'm, I'm hitting just a little more than 50% on a consistent basis, somewhere about that 50 to 60%. And this is probably maybe on the low side of what you could record. Okay, that is definitely an excellently usable audio signal. And I did it with just a little bit more gain than halfway 
my meters were peaking between 50 to 60 percent and i was able to clean it up in reaper using the refurp noise reduction plugin there's actually some it's a dynamic process and there's some other things that can be done uh, done with this but in subtract mode i was able to clean that up using noise reduction and so if you've got a a setup especially you mark uh if you're dealing with issues that uh, you just can't seem uh to get and maybe you do identify that they're more about your audio interface and you just don't have the budget to to do something uh definitely use this option here and see how much you can clean up without actually destroying the source signal so once again, guys, hopefully this was helpful. Remember the one thing uh, in all this tutorial, do not adjust your gain, as your input gain, as loud as it can be before clipping. Only use as much gain on your input as, as you need in order to get about 50 to 60% of your input, and you will be fine. Maybe that'll hit at negative 12, maybe it won't, but uh, that is an excellent place to start. If you find yourself needing slightly more, then you can boost from there, but be very mindful of what you're adding to the noise floor by the more gain that you can get. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. Uh, until next time, this is David Maxey with Home Music Studio One.